the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. With SRN News, I'm Gordon Griffin. The Senate's GOP health care bill dealt a new setback. Details now from correspondent Linda Kenyon. Arizona Republican Senator John McCain is recovering from surgery to remove a blood clot and will be unable to be in Washington on Tuesday, the day Majority Leader Mitch McConnell had scheduled an initial vote on the bill. Since the GOP has only a slim majority in the Senate, it could stand to lose only two votes from its caucus and still advance the bill. With McCain out for recovery, that makes three votes, since Maine's Susan Collins and Kentucky's Rand Paul have already said they would not support the bill. In addition to Senators Collins and Paul, several other Republicans have expressed concerns about the bill. Many of them, including Senator McCain, have been citing changes to Medicaid that could hurt their respective states. More details at srnnews.com. We know what elected Donald Trump to the White House. Better than any other candidate, he understood how to bring jobs back to America. And we will celebrate this effort on Tuesday, July 25th, when we broadcast live from the White House in our first ever Made in America tour. Beginning with Hugh Hewitt in the morning, join the Salem Radio Network and many of our local hosts for this historic day. Live from the White House, exclusively right here, AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. You're listening to AM 1280 The Patriot. I'm Josh Wolf From the Blue Ox Heating and Air Weather Center, today sunny with a high near 83. Tomorrow, 87 and sunny. Tuesday looks rainy with temps in the 80s. Get details on the next Tradeway event called Step 1 Start Your Journey. Come to the Twin Cities September 15th and 16th. Call 877-907-TRADE. That's 877-907-8723. Or visit Tradeway.com to register today. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T minus three, two, one. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan. Here is the closer, Brad Carlson. AM hey, twelve eighty, the Patriot. It is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another segment on the broadcast, or another edition of the broadcast. We'd like to call the closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org, and we are here to take your phone calls at six five one two eight nine four four eight eight. You can also text your comments or questions. That number is 651-243-0390 or weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NARN, hashtag N-A-R-N. For any comments or questions regarding today's show content, and as always, we appreciate you tuning into the broadcast. Halfway point of the uh, month of July, summer uh, quickly slipping away, but uh, a lot of news continues to uh, permeate throughout the week, that is for certain. And whenever there's any Big-time national news stories. We all always like to call on this broadcast's official uh, national political wonk. He is Matt Makoviak. Matt is a uh, Republican strategist and founder of Potomac Strategy Group. And as we've been promoting the past several occasions, Matt has been on the broadcast. He himself has gone uh, behind the microphone and doing some podcasting. You definitely want to check this out. It's a, it's a, uh, is, is, that a, is that a proper phrase, appointment podcasting? Because podcasting assumes you can listen anytime you want. But uh, check out his fine podcast, Mac on Politics. You can find that at the web, on the web, MacOnPolitics.com. That's M-A-C-K, MacOnPolitics.com. And with Matt's vast connections in the political world, He's getting some heavy hitters on there, so you're definitely going to want to check that out. So without further ado, we welcome back to the broadcast the aforementioned Matt Makoviak. Matt, good to have you on the show today. How are you? Hey, Brad. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. You bet. Uh, obviously, we wanted to have you on, Matt. A lot of uh, news uh, coming out this uh, past week. And, of course, the big news story were revelations uh, that, uh, well, there's always been some speculation about the Trump campaign 
obviously during last year's campaign meeting with the Russians <clears throat> in an attempt uh, because the Russian government had uh, was sympathetic toward the Trump campaign and preferred to see them in power. And despite uh, profi- uh, consistent denials from the Trump campaign, it was revealed this past week that Donald Trump Jr. actually did meet with some Russian officials who presented him with an opportunity to with some evidence that uh, more or less some dirt on Hillary Clinton that would help their uh, campaign efforts. Despite the vehement denials and the New York Times coming out with a story, Donald Trump Jr. decided to preempt their big story and release the conversation that he had via email. I guess, Matt, let's start from the beginning. A lot of many prominent lawyers have consistently gone on the record to say there really isn't any legalese or legal issues, at least not yet, that Donald Trump Jr. could face. But let's be honest, this is a this is a black eye for the Trump administration especially in light of the vehement denials that they that they met with any Russian officials. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, it remains to be seen exactly what the legal issues might turn out to be. Obviously, this is now a new line of inquiry. Sure. Um, and, you know, a new line of inquiry can always lead in, in new directions. Um, but, you know, setting that aside, I wrote a column, my, my weekly column in the Washington Times on Thursday about – just the real bungling of, of the sort of crisis communications aspect of all of this, how badly uh, the legal team in the White House and sort of the Trump team more broadly have handled this, you know, by, by sort of failing to ascertain the complete truth about all this Russia stuff internally first, which is one of the first things you would do in a crisis situation like this, um, by, by failing to ascertain the truth, and then sort of put it out on your own so that you do it all at once. It's all out there, and then you don't have this drip, drip, drip. Sure. Um, you know, there, there, this has been much more damaging. I mean, every day, every few days, every week, there's new, new revelations. And you know, each one is being, I think, overhyped to, to a great extent um, by the media and the Democrats, which, are, which appear to be in many ways working together. <clears throat> but that doesn't sort of absolve um, – the Trump team from from handling this in a professional way internally, number one. Uh, and then number two, it doesn't get dissolved on Jr. from taking a meeting you shouldn't have taken. I mean, this is not like having, you know, uh, you know, a lawyer lobbyist from Kenya or um, Japan ask to meet with you, uh, you, you know, asking with your campaign. This is quite a bit more serious than that. I mean, the honest truth is that Russia has been uh, one of our top adversaries for for a very long time, and um, you know goes you can go back to the 2012 presidential debate between Romney uh, and Obama when yes. Romney was asked about our top geopolitical foe, and he said Russia, and Obama and his team spent several months sort of mocking that when it turned out to be quite prescient. So part of the problem here is that you had, I think it's fair to say, political amateurs. Uh, inside the campaign and even in the family that were kind of not handling all the requests that were coming in. And Don Jr. just, I think, in this case, showed uh, really poor judgment. Um, Now, where are we now? I mean, where we are now is that, obviously, the special counsel investigation continues, Brad. Um, Unclear when, when it would wrap up. I mean, people are now talking really more in terms of years than they are months. But this is obviously a huge distraction. Um, you know, his, his Trump's agenda up on Capitol Hill has basically been stalled for the first six months to begin with. This only adds even more complications. Yeah, no question about it. And obviously that's one of the salient issues, especially since the health care debate is raging, raging on in the Senate. And we'll get to that probably next segment as well as the tax reform issue. I guess uh, the one question that I would have loved to hear, heard asked, and obviously I didn't get a chance to see Don Jr.'s interview with Hannity, and I'm going to assume it wasn't asked there, is if it's being if it's a big nothing burger as Don Jr. is essentially right. dismissing this, why the vehement denials all this all this time? I mean, why couldn't he even been forthright and say, well, yeah, we did have a 20 minute meeting, but nothing came of it. I mean, uh, I has has anybody asked that question, or has they has anybody addressed that within the Trump circle, Matt Makoviak? That's a great question. I mean, you know, this is the, the problem with this revelation about this story is that it really kind of renders. Uh, some of the defenses the Trump team has been using for some time, uh, null and void, right? I mean, number one, uh, I, I don't think we can say yet that there was without question collusion. We can say without question there was at least one meeting, sure. uh, and that meeting had more people in it than, than, than we initially thought, and that it's, 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 it was inappropriate, uh, concerning, and could be very, very serious. 
but but what we can say is that you know Don Jr. was offered you know uh, some damaging information about Hillary from a Russian citizen, and his response was very positive. His response was yep. quote I love it, and he wanted to meet with him, and he wanted to learn more. And you know that was again the legal question I think has to be answered by legal experts and by prosecutors, and that'll be developed over time. But but clearly as a, just as a political matter, um, you know, that, that was not the right answer. And if it was just Don Jr. holding the meeting, that'd be one thing. But he had his campaign chairman, Paul Manafort. He had his son-in-law, Jared Kushner, who now has the, top, the, the highest security clearance you can have, who is a, a senior white West Wing aide. So, you know, it's just it, – it, the problem here is this, this, this demonstrated, at least on Don Jr.'s part, sort of a, a willingness to meet with the Russians to perhaps collude – Right. And so that 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 that, as you said, that sort of ends their ability to say we never met with Russians, number one, and there was no collusion because they at least, uh, you know, demonstrated an interest in colluding by meeting with this woman. Is there some issues that have unwittingly been opened up because of this? And and what I'm referring to specifically is the uh, Russian attorney, uh, the lady named Natalia Veselnitskaya, who was given uh, clearance to come to this country, I, I guess, uh, I, I forget what the uh, term was under uh, um, narrow circumstances, and yet she had been here six months uh, and, uh, under questionable circumstances. Nobody really knows. Is this a question that's going to be probably further uh, unwound during uh, Mueller's overall investigation? Because uh, there were a lot of questions specifically around the Obama Justice Department allowing this woman to come to this country. That's right, and, and this was um, an extraordinary circumstance with rela- as it relates to her visa. It did not go through the, the normal procedure. And so, you know, this is one of the questions that Democrats, I think, need to answer. If it's such a, you know, a treasonous, to use the word they've been using, uh, I think irresponsibly, yes. borderline treasonous act to meet with a Russian, well, then how did the person get in the country? Who approved that? On what basis did they approve that? Um, was she in the United States meeting with other government officials? We know... As part of that trip, she was also in Washington, um, uh, up on Capitol Hill, sitting <laughs> sitting behind uh, a, a congressional hearing in the front row. <laughs> so, yes. you know, th- th- there are yeah. So, look, I, here's one thing that bothers me, Brad, and I'm not not accusing you of this, but one of the things that Trump people often do is anytime Trump gets attacked, they say, "Yeah, but Hillary," or "Yeah, but yes. Obama," yep. right? And and listen, I mean, I am all for um, investigations into things Hillary or Obama did that, that may be illegal. Um, and I think that those should not stop because there's a new administration in town. Now, we don't need political retribution, but we do need uh, serious investigations and we need criminal acts to be charged and prosecuted to the fullest extent. So that in and of itself is not a defense of whatever Trump's team may or may not have done. Uh, but that said, I think that this, this does raise that question. There's another question, <laughs> Brad. The other question is, you know, the Democratic National Committee during the presidential campaign was being advised by a consultant who was also working for the Ukrainian government at that time. You know, so that that brings so-called, quote, collusion uh, into this in terms of uh, the other side of the aisle. So this is one of the risks, uh, you know, in this whole Russia matter, because you have questions about unmasking, questions about leaks of classified information, uh, which may implicate potentially Obama administration officials. There's a lot there to, to dig into, and my hope is that Robert Mueller, as special counsel, is not just looking at the Trump stuff, but he's looking at some of this other stuff, too. If there's nothing there, then it doesn't need to be pursued. But if, it, if there is something there, he has a responsibility to pursue that as well. Now, what about this uh, particular uh email in general. I mean, how did the Times uh, get a hold of this? I mean, they were, like you indicated, uh, Paul Manafort, Jared Kushner were also uh, part of this meeting. Was this part of uh, uh, Jared Kushner obviously detailed some meetings and had to revise some of these reports uh, for his security clearance? Was one of these meetings part of the revision of that report and therefore uh, this email chain was was leaked as a part of that? I mean, I guess, how did this get out there is, I, I guess, the question I'm trying to get at. No, it's a really good question, Brad, and this is something I think maybe average people haven't had the time to focus on, but it is an important detail. Because um, initially I thought, wow, you know, someone inside the Trump team is leaking this to try to hurt Jared Kushner or Donald Trump Jr. or both. And while there, there may be some type of leak involved, because obviously getting access to emails from a campaign, you would think that there would be a very small circle of people that would still have access to those emails and could provide them to the media. Um, but, but you're right. I think the existence of this meeting actually did come out a couple weeks ago. Uh, and it came out because both Paul Manafort, 
uh, and Jared Kushner have updated disclosures that they've had to file. I think Manafort had to update disclosures related to his lobby contracts, if I, if I remember correctly. And Kushner, I know, was updating uh, the forms that he had, which, which he uh, sent to the intelligence community and to the Senate um, uh, as it relates to his, to his security clearance. And, in fact, he had to update something like 100 of previously undisclosed foreign contacts. Now, that does not mean Russia. That probably means all people from all over the place. Sure. The vast, vast, vast majority of, of which were, I'm sure, benign. So, um, so yeah, I think, I think the existence of the meeting came out a couple of weeks ago through one or both of those disclosures that would have, were happening in due course. Um, obviously, it took New York Times some, some, some effort to, to nail this down and find out who was there and, and get the emails themselves. And because they had the emails, that's why Don Jr. decided to release them to get ahead of that story. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, 651-289-4488. That is the number to call. You can weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NARN, hashtag N-A-R-N. Matt, we have to take a quick break. Are you able to hold for a few minutes yeah, to the next segment? Absolutely. Okay. Political Walk, Matt Makoviak joining us. And again, check out his fantastic podcast, MacOnPolitics.com. That's M-A-C-K, MacOnPolitics.com. When we come back, we'll talk with Matt about uh, the Senate uh, health, health insurance reform as well as uh, try to get to some talk about tax reform, which Speaker Ryan, thankfully, is uh, keeping on the front burner. And we'll be back to take your calls, inquiries, whatever, on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere. So you Message and data rates may apply. Hi, I'm Frank Thomas. When I was playing ball, they called me the Big Hurt. But after I left the game, Mother Nature started putting a big hurt on me. I just couldn't stay in shape like I used to. Turns out, it wasn't my fault. Once you hit 40, your body has less free testosterone, and that can make it harder to get into shape. But luckily, I found out about Nugenics. Nugenics is a unique man-boosting formula powered by Testofen, a patented key ingredient clinically researched to help boost your free testosterone levels. Get a complimentary bottle now by texting PRIME11 to 321-321. With Nugenics, you can feel stronger, leaner, with a lot more stamina and energy. And guys, she'll like the difference too. Nugenics is GNC's number one selling men's vitality product. Get a complimentary bottle now by texting PRIME11 to 321-321. Nugenic samples are not available in stores. So again, text PRIME11 to 321-321. Since 2009, the S&P 500 index is up over 250%. Have your investments done that well? It's time to consider a new approach. Online Trading Academy uses a rules-based strategy so you can trade just like Wall Street and enjoy the returns you deserve. Call OTA at pound 250 on your cell phone for a free investing workshop or register at learnwithota.com. Online Trading Academy Radio. If you're sick of living paycheck to paycheck, listen up. This is Preston Neely, and I'm about to blow your mind. You want to know the big difference between you and the rich? It's not your job. It's not your skills. It's not your education. Here's the truth. Rich people make money in real estate, and it's not rocket science. Let me prove it by sending you a free copy of my smash hit selling book, How to Get Rich in Real Estate. Just call 1-800-973-9246. I used to be so broke. I had my electricity shut off nine times, but I figured out a simple way to make money in real estate that doesn't require any cash, credit, or even manual labor. Now I'm living the dream, and I can show you how. Listen, here's the other thing about rich people. They don't pass up the deal of a lifetime, and neither should you. My book sells online for $19.95, but I'm giving away free copies now. Call right now to find out how to get your free copy while this offer lasts. Call 1-800-973-9246. That's 1-800-973-9246. 1-800-973-9246. Imagine sharing a prayer request from your phone and seeing as those around the world take your request before God. The new Pray With Me prayer app will connect you with other Christians worldwide who have experienced the power of prayer and know the encouragement it can provide. Visit PrayWithMe.com to discover how your faith can grow when we pray without ceasing. Receive prayer. Pray for others at PrayWithMe.com. Hey, welcome back. I'm 1280 Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. It is me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning into the broadcast today. We're here to take your phone calls at 651-289-4488. 
You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NARN, hashtag N-A-R-N, for any comments or questions regarding today's show content. We appreciate you tuning in. Joined uh, by political wonk Matt Makoviak, again, he a Republican strategist, founder of the Potomac Strategy Group, and a fine podcaster in his own right. Check it out, MacOnPolitics.com. That's M-A-C-K, MacOnPolitics.com, to listen to some of the heavy hitters he has on that uh, particular podcast. We uh, took the first segment talking about the Trump Jr. Russia saga. want to get to a couple of uh, domestic items here real quick. Uh, Matt, obviously, the Senate has been uh, taking up uh, health insurance reform for a uh, better part of the last several weeks. It sounded like it was getting to crunch time, and now it appears that's going to be put on the back burner for a little bit. Uh, Senator McCain, it was uh, revealed uh, this weekend that he was having uh, some surgery, apparently to alleviate a bu- blood clot, so certainly thoughts and prayers with Senator McCain. But given that uh, Senators Collins and uh, Senators Paul uh, already uh, affirmed no health care bill, well, that leaves only 50 Senator Republican senators in play without Senator McCain. Obviously, it's going to have to be delayed for a bit. But uh, aside from the voting logistics, let's talk about this substance of the bill itself. Uh, the Democrats are going to keep parading out there the CBO uh, statement of $22 million going to lose health insurance. Uh, why don't you kind of clarify that, uh, Matt McCoviak? We all, all, any rational-thinking person would know that that's misleading and that just doesn't quite pass the smell test, but where are they getting the $22 million are going to lose health insurance? Is that, just isn't, that just isn't true. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty technical, uh, the, the explanation. You know, CBO... Um, basically it uses two ways to get to that number that, that I think Republicans think are, are pretty pretty uh, unfair, dishonest, borderline even unethical. Um, the first is they generally believe that, that the mandate is really the piece that is most important. And so they have, I forget the exact number, but millions, might even be as many as 10 million, who they think will, will choose not to Get health to, 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 to purchase a health insurance okay. uh, if there's no mandate. Okay. Right. So, so removing the mandate, which is something Republicans very much want to do, uh, obviously there will be some number of people that, that, that choose not to buy health insurance. I mean, the bottom line is you have three or four million in the country today who are choosing to pay the fine rather than buy health insurance because sure. uh, mostly young people. Um, but the second thing is, um, you know, they're, they're really, I think, being fairly pretty unfair as it relates to the Medicaid uh, issues. Even what Republicans are doing on Medicaid is actually pretty modest. Uh, something I saw said it was a 1% cut over 10 years. I don't know if that's 100% accurate, but it's, it's definitely no more than 3 or 4% cut. And this is not a, a net cut. You know, out in America, like where you are, Brad, people think a cut means taking what you have and having a number be lower than that. Um, in, in D.C., uh, th- this is actually a cut to the rate of growth of Medicaid. Right. It is not a, isn't, it is, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it, only in D.C. Would, 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 would reducing the rate of growth of something over time be considered a draconian cut. Sure. So, uh, but look, the CBO is seen as a nonpartisan, independent sort of referee. And for a lot of moderate Republicans who are on, in a tough spot here because this bill is not popular right now, uh, they very much use the CBO as sort of the cudgel, uh, for, you know, the, the cover that they need to say, no, I can't be for this. And that is what is going to be so fascinating here the next few days. With McCain out, it looks like they're not going to vote next week. It looks like it'll be the following week, which means all week this week you're going to see health insurance companies, hospitals, Democrats, the media, seniors, you know, all those groups come together and try to bash this this bill as much as they can to try to you know basically smother it in the crib at this point. So there's three or four people to watch, and you know we'll see exactly what happens. Lisa Murkowski of Alaska would be one. Dean Heller of Nevada, Jerry Moran of Kansas. There's three or four that, that could be the the next vote that would actually pretty much kill this bill. They are not there yet. I still think it's probably 50-50, but but but. I don't know. It looks like they're they're losing whatever limited momentum they have. And of course, the other thing that's interesting here is the Cruz Amendment. Yes. I don't know if you, if you want to get into that. I was just, that was just my next question, man. Yes, please continue. Yeah. yeah sorry. So, uh, my, Ted Cruz and Mike Lee have a, a very simple, I think, somewhat powerful uh, amendment that uh, they've proposed, which basically says any insurer that has an Obamacare compliant plan can also offer a non-compliant plan. So, Obamacare part of the reason why costs 
the cost reductions have not gone as they promised is that there's so many mandates that the insurance companies have to cover different things uh, that it makes insurance more expensive. And so uh, what Cruz and Lee are saying is let people choose. If they want a plan that has all these mandates, that has all these things that they cover, they can choose that. If they want a bare-bones plan because they're a young person sure. uh, or because they're just very healthy or whatever, they just that's what they want to do. They want there to be competition and choice uh, in the system again, and that's what that amendment does. Now, you know, the left and some moderates are very worried about that. They're afraid about what it, what it would do to um, the cost of those, uh, the cost of plans that cover pre-existing conditions. But, you know, I was at a town hall with Cruz 10 days ago in Texas, and, you know, he said, listen, there's three or four million people who rely on pre-existing condition coverage through Obamacare. We could, we could solve that problem for that population specifically. The vast majority of people who have pre-existing conditions are not covered through Obamacare. They're covered through their employer. They're covered through, you know, Medicaid, Medicare. They're covered through their spouse. I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of other ways that, that those people can, can, are, are, are already covered. They're really not directly, um, you know, at risk through, through, uh, through, through Obamacare. So it's going to be fascinating to see whether the Cruz Amendment stays in the bill. There will obviously be an effort to remove it from the bill by Democrats and perhaps even some moderate Republicans. But that, is, that, that, that competition element is crucial, not just to bringing prices down, premiums down, but also to keeping conservatives in support of this bill. Because you can imagine a scenario where Ben Sass, Ted Cruz, Mike Lee, Ron Johnson, they all, go, they all, they all choose not to support the bill if that amendment's taken out. Yeah, and, and I guess that just to kind of follow up on that, there has been some talk that that amendment, even at this point, has been been watered down, and even further talk that if if indeed somehow a health insurance reform bill passes in the Senate, obviously they they have to reconcile it with a House bill, and that amendment will be stripped out altogether. So uh, that 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 has to be a fear that certainly has been been cropped up, and a risk that those me- senators you mentioned have, probably have to take. Is that right? Yeah, it is. And, and that raises another fascinating facet to this, Brad, and that is, you know, let's say they find a way to keep 50 votes, uh, ultimately, not only to get on the bill through, through the motion uh, to proceed, which is the procedural initial vote, but then ultimately to pass it, perhaps with the vice president breaking the tie here in the next 10, 10 days to two weeks. Um, then what would generally happen is you'd have a conference committee, a small group of members from the House and the Senate that would meet to try to hammer out the differences between the two bills to get one version. Sure. And then that bill has to pass both houses. But there's also been some talk that maybe the Senate bill will be the bill. That ultimately the House will not have a chance to amend it, that they're just going to have an up or down vote. I don't know how many more terms they can take on health care. Sure. You know, it's just it's it's a it's such a difficult, complicated situation. And in fact, I think to some extent, the Obama administration set this up in such a way that that Obamacare would be very difficult to ever reform in any real way, because you have a certain number of people who are going to see uh, Republicans as, quote, taking something away. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's certainly uh, something to keep an eye on, to be certain. Uh, we only have a couple of minutes left, Matt. I know we can't really get really into a whole lot uh, regarding tax reform, other than I do hear Speaker Ryan at least keeping it on the front burner, and as we alluded to in the first segment, with all the uh, chaos taking place in the Trump administration regarding questions from Russia, it's really hard to re- kind of get a lot of uh, items, uh, some momentum as far as uh, getting passed on the agenda. But what are some of the, uh, I guess, the early returns on tax reform and some of the things Speaker Ryan is putting forth? Because uh, they seem to be very well received by uh, most Republicans in the House, which you know is no small feat considering uh, the factions that we've seen battled out uh, recently. Yeah, I mean, this is one of the really interesting things about this year, and that is, you know, there will be a lot of debate about whether. Uh, going first with health care was the right decision strategically or if they should have started with tax reform. I mean, there is broader uh, broader agreement among Republicans in both houses and certainly within the House uh, about tax reform. Uh, now, part of the reason why they sequenced these issues the way they did is that if they remove the taxes, the tax increases from Obamacare, it gives them basically another trillion dollars that they can put into tax reform so they can do a bigger, bolder reform plan. Now, I think currently the Senate bill basically keeps those taxes in place, certainly for the wealthy. So even if it passes now through the Senate, it's not going to be uh, quite as much money that they can play with on the tax reform side. But look, they want to broaden the base, lower the rates, uh, come down from the number of brackets we have to, to two or three or perhaps four brackets. They want to do corporate tax cuts, corporate tax reform. That will be very important for the economy. 
And I think part of the debate here will be, you know, do they do they ultimately give up on individual tax rate reductions and then do they just go with corporate to try to juice the economy? You know, we have very limited legislative time left, Brad. I know that sounds crazy to people who are sitting out there thinking, well, we got half the year left. Well, they're basically gone all of August. Now, the Senate sounds like they may work two weeks. We'll see if that actually happens. September is going to be consumed by budget fights and the debt ceiling. So then you get to October and you basically have, you know, five, six weeks left and they're working three or four days those weeks. So you, you probably have something like, you know, something like 30 or 35 legislative days left. You got to get health care done. Tax reform hasn't been done in a generation. These spending bills, all kinds of other things. The time is just being frittered away. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate your time as always. And uh, we'll look forward to chatting again soon. My pleasure. Take care. AM 1280 The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back in mere moments. Go nowhere. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280 The Patriot. If you're over the age of 50 and considering buying an annuity in the next 60 days, I have some important news for you. Don't buy an annuity until you understand the pros and cons of annuities. A free book to help you maximize your retirement income from television host and three-time author Josh Melberg has been released. This book reveals little-known truths about annuity strategies in simple-to-understand terms. Grab a pen right now because we are about to offer you this free book that unlocks the five little-known secrets we believe baby boomers and seniors should know or buying an annuity. Call 800-725-1616 now and you'll receive a free copy of Josh Milberg's book, Next Gen Annuity Strategies Revealed. As a bonus, we'll also send you a copy of The Number One Mistakes Retirees Are Making With Their Investments Today and a free DVD on how you can get up to 33% more income in retirement. Call 800-725-1616. That's 800-725-1616. Employees of J.D. Melberg Financial have the appropriate licenses for the products they offer. If you're around my age, one of these days you'll have to begin taking required minimum distributions from your IRA. Otherwise, the IRS is going to penalize you. If you're forced to take money out, what are you going to do with that money? How will you continue to grow it for yourself and your family? What kind of legacy will you create with it? I've been an investor most of my life, and I started Tradeway to share skill sets with brothers and sisters in Christ around the country. I want you to come check out our Step 1 Start Your Journey two-day event and have a blast learning fun, realistic, and powerful information about investing tactics that have the potential to help you get the most out of what you've spent your lifetime earning. Coming to the Weston Edina Galleria, September 15th and 16th. Only $99.95 for your entire household, plus a free ticket for a friend and a full money-back guarantee. To register, call 877-907-TRADE. That's 877-907-8723. Or go to Tradeway.com. That's Tradeway.com. Listen to AM 1280 The Patriot while in the office, at home, up at the cabin, on the go, wherever you go, with the iHeartRadio app. You'll always get crystal clear signal with AM 1280 The Patriot when you use the app. So download the iHeartRadio app for your mobile device or tablet and never miss a moment of your favorite programs like Hugh Hewitt, The Dennis Prager Show, Michael Medved, and more. AM 1280 The Patriot on iHeartRadio. Visit your device's app store. Download it today. Welcome back, AM 1280 The Patriot. It is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another segment of the broadcast we like to call The Closer. That's me, Brad Carlson, closing out this weekend's edition of Northern Alliance Radio Network programming. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org, and we are here to take your phone calls at 651-289-4488. You can also text comments or questions, 651 243 0390 or weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NARN. That's hashtag N-A-R-N with any comments or questions regarding today's show content. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. And thanks, as always, to Matt Makoviak for checking in. Uh, It always goes by way too quick because he's uh, got a lot to share. And, of course, there's a lot of national news going on. But we had had him on for two segments, and uh, we always appreciate appreciate his time. I want to get – I want to kind of pivot back a little bit to the Trump-Russia thing. Not so much 
the actual Trump-Russia saga. I think Matt did a terrific job breaking that down in the first segment, and you can always go revisit that in the podcast. But more specifically, how people are analyzing this. From a standpoint of you have leftists who, no matter what Trump does, they're, they're going to sneer at it, they're going to criticize it, they're going to not look at it, they're going to look at it through the lens of their just abject hatred for Trump. I think it was Eric Erickson of the Resurgent said, you know, if Trump tomorrow found a cure for cancer, he'd be criticized for putting a bunch of research scientists out of work. I mean, that's just how people are going to view Trump and, you know, whatever your mileage may vary. And then you've got those who are ardent Trump supporters where, you know, as Trump himself has said, referring to the Jewish vote, you know, he could or uh, I don't know if it was the Jewish vote or just his supporters in general, where he could shoot someone in the middle of Fifth Avenue and not lose support for a certain faction of his of his support. OK. And one of those uh, particular I, I'm not going to say he's. I, I I shouldn't say that this particular individual would approve of Trump shooting somebody. Okay, that's not what I'm going with. But I'm just saying someone just just can't see Trump other than through the rose-colored glasses. And that is uh, Mike Gallagher, who hosts a show on this very station weekdays, eight to eleven a.m. And I like Mike personally. I've met him a few times. He's come here to do Patriot events. Mike, great guy affable guy his enthusiasm is infectious uh you know he's taken some hits in life a few years ago you know his beloved wife denise passed away of cancer and the dignity and grace with which mike handled that was exemplary and i i can't imagine experiencing a loss like that you know my my wife and i having been married over 17 years can't can't don't even want to fathom it and the way mike handled it i i just thought was was just, like I said, exemplary. Quality individual. Love Mike, personally. But he was just so wrong uh, on this show that he conducted last Wednesday, uh, July 12th. And and Town Hall has posted the interview with uh, their political editor, Guy Benson, on YouTube. If you just go to YouTube and do a search for Guy Benson, Mike Gallagher, Trump Jr., uh, you'll you'll find the clip, and they play. It's a seventeen and a half minutes long, so basically an entire segment. And Mike Gallagher had Guy Benson on to talk about the night before Donald Trump Jr. revealed. Oh yeah, yeah, I, I met some with some Russian officials. Here here's the email chain. Here's how it was introduced to me. Hey, we got some dirt opposition research on Hillary Clinton. You know who Donald Trump Sr. obviously was running against for president. This was last year, last summer. And Donald Trump Jr. basically came out and said, yeah, I love it. You know, if this is what you say and it could come out that close to the election, I love it. Would love to hear it. Okay? And this is a story because, as we talked about with Matt McCoviak in the first segment, the Trump camp kept vehemently denying that they colluded with the Russians in order to influence the election. Now, this, by its very definition by legalese, may not fall under the definition of collusion. But the idea you were willing to meet with Russian officials to get this damaging information on Hillary Clinton shows that you were willing to get together with them, specifically because it was said in this email that the Russian government supported the Trump campaign. Now, that first and foremost should be kind of a red flag. Russia is... Uh, is, as Matt Mikoviak alluded to, and people should know, is an adversary of ours. They have done damaging things to our allies. Recently, there was a U.N. resolution brought forth where Russia refused to condemn the actions of North Korea. So they're not our friends. And this was something that always bothered me during the debates during the Republican primary is all of the other Republican candidates up there pretty much condemned Russia without conditions, whereas Trump never was as enthusiastic to do that. Now, I agreed with Trump from the standpoint you don't go full bore, guns a-blazing towards Vladimir Putin. That's not the way, to, that's not the way you do things. Okay? Yeah, I, I, I understand the diplomatic part of it. But this idea that they were our friends... And Trump would never come out and condemn some of their actions. That was a little unsettling and thus gave life when the NS, I I believe it was 
a couple of agents, particularly the FBI, CIA, NSA, the Office of the Director of National Intelligence, all came out and said, yeah, Russia tried to hack our election. And then for Trump to meet with Putin, and Putin said, no, we didn't do that. Trump, oh, well, that's good enough for me. All right, that's a little unnerving. I say all this to say that when the Trump camp issued denials that they met with Russian officials, and then it comes out that they did meet with Russian officials, and Donald Trump Jr. came out and confirmed that himself, okay, this isn't treasonous because we're not currently at war with Russia and the Trump camp is not helping Russia undermine this this country, okay, when we're at war with Russia, because we're not at war with Russia. So the, throwing around the word treason is irresponsible and it's just wrong. It's not the case. But to, to dismiss it as a nothing burger is false as well. And this is what frustrated me about Mike Gallagher's uh, having on Guy Benson. He had on Guy Benson under the pretense, hey, let's talk about your column on Donald Trump Jr.'s revelation that, yeah, I did meet with the Russians. Because Guy Benson came out and said that was just jaw-dropping. That he just basically came out and confirmed everything that was in the New York Times story. Because when the New York Times story first came out, I believe it was Monday or Tuesday, I wrote about it at bradcarlson.org, and I was in more in wait-and-see mode. Because I said, you know, this seems an awful lot like the revelation of James Comey release of you know documenting memos of his conversation with President Trump because he wanted to you know keep it for the record and Comey leaked and apparently well before it was revealed that Comey leaked this memo the New York Times came out with a story saying there's an existence of a memo it was it was disseminated to us here at the New York Times that James Comey during a conversation with the president president Trump came and said you know I hope you can let this Mike Flynn and Russia saga go because I'd like hate to see Flynn further damaged by this he's a good guy all right and no physical copy of the memo was procured by the New York Times so it's like well that seems kind of flimsy well then during his during a testimony he gave a few weeks ago, former director Comey came out and said, yeah, I actually leaked the memo to a friend of mine who then leaked it to the New York Times. Okay? And so I said the same thing about this. It's like, well, there may be existence of the email, but until we see a physical copy, you know, let's not take anything too seriously. Well, then Donald Trump Jr. preempted the New York Times by coming out with a copy. He said, yeah, it happened. Here, here it is. No big deal. Nothing came of the meeting. Okay, well, a couple of things there. How are we supposed to believe Donald Trump Jr. that nothing came of the meeting when they consistently said we've never met with the Russians? That turned out to be blatantly false. Okay, and I know I'm going down the beaten path here, but my point is, is that that is jaw dropping and Guy Benson reporting it as being jaw dropping. That's not too much of a stretch. That's not too over exaggerated because, again, so many people connected with the Trump campaign denied they even happened. And now they're coming out saying, well, yeah, they happened, but it was nothing. Well, if it was nothing, why did you lie about it? Okay, any rational thinking person should be able to say that. But what Gallagher asserted here is because Guy Benson was a never-Trump person. Guy Benson, even though he's a conservative, vowed to not vote for Donald Trump. But the part of never-Trump that people don't understand is once Donald Trump was elected, it's like, okay, well, he's elected, he is our president, I, as a conservative, hope that he can pass a conservative agenda, and if he does, I'm willing to give credit where credit is due. Guy Benson has been intellectually honest. Yeah, I didn't vote for Trump, but guess what? I, Guy Benson, am a conservative, and if he comes out and he passes some sort of Obamacare uh, reform or repeal, that's a good thing. If he passes some sort of meaningful tax reform to get the economy stimulated, that's a good thing. And Guy Benson was willing to give credit where credit is due when Donald Trump nominated Neil Gorsuch to the Supreme Court, and Gorsuch was eventually confirmed. Great pick. That was universally lauded by everybody in the conservative community, even those who call themselves never Trump during the campaign. But Mike Gallagher seemed to think because Guy Benson was never Trump, he can't give an impartial or honest assessment on this Russia saga. And that is so wrong. That's just wrong. Because is it not jaw-dropping for Donald Trump Jr. to come out and admit something that his he and his father and everybody else associated with his father's campaign denied happened. Is that not news? So because you're never Trump, you can't report on that with any impartiality whatsoever? And by the way, Guy Benson, I read that column regarding the jaw-dropping uh, uh, 
news of Donald Trump Jr. revealing, yeah, I did meet with the Russians. Okay, he wasn't doing his celebratory dance. He wasn't like some poo-flinging orangutan saying, I told you so, I told you so, huh? Yeah, see, I told you so. It wasn't like that at all. He laid out the facts. He's saying, why was this called, why is this being called a nothing burger? Okay, when you could have revealed it several months ago and saved yourself this tremendous, these tremendous headaches. That was a very fair and accurate question. And, and, you know, I was disappointed in Mike because if he invited Guy Benson on with the pretense of talking about this column and talking about the substance of the issue and yet basically spent 15 minutes and Mike Gallagher flat out said, Guy, you have a credibility problem. Okay, that was unfair, uncalled for, and I'm horribly disappointed in Mike for doing that. And again, Mike's been a Trump guy from day one. He, he, he's been unapologetic about it. And, you know, good for him. His guy won. Uh, he was in Trump's corner the whole time. And I remember the morning of Election Day listening to Mike Gallagher's show. And he basically said, you know, I'm, you know, because Mike Gallagher lives in New York, broadcasts out of New York. He says, you know, I've been talking to some people I know with the NYPD, NYPD and uh, they canceled Hillary's celebratory fireworks show. Huh. Do you think Hillary Clinton knows something about internal polling that we don't know? I'm just saying here. And I'm like, oh, God, come on, Mike. That's ridiculous. You're in the tank for Trump, and you're throwing out these wild, ridiculous assertions. Ah, come on, Mike. Well, <laughs> turns out there may have been something to that. So my point is, Mike Gallagher, credit where credit is due. But I'm horribly disappointed that you called into question Guy Benson's credibility because I'm sorry. Whether you, you as a Trump guy, Mike Gallagher, want to admit this or not, the fact that the Trump campaign denied meetings with Russian officials and then Donald Trump Jr. himself coming out and showing proof that they met with Russian officials, that's a story. And just reporting the simple facts of that, okay, it doesn't matter if you're a never-Trump person or not. Those are the facts. And reporting on them and speculating on them is perfectly fair game. So, again, uh, I, I I challenge you to go check it out on YouTube. Just do his YouTube search, Guy Benson, Mike Gallagher, Trump Jr., and you'll find the entire 17-minute clip. And uh, I, I just, uh, uh, again, Mike, great guy, and I consider him a friend, even though, you know, I've only met him a few times. But, like I say, great, great guy, but he was so wrong on this, just flat-out wrong. Uh, not that I necessarily agree with Guy Benson all the time. I don't. I, I absolutely do not. There are some there are some things Guy Benson has written with which I've taken issue. Okay? But this idea that because you were never Trump and you can't comment on something impartially is ridiculous. Let me flip it over this way. How many people, how many ardent Trump apologists used Guy Benson's column when he lauded Neil Gorsuch as the SCOTUS pick, Supreme Court pick? Guy Benson lauded that great pick, great addition to the Supreme Court. How many of those ardent Trump supporters were willing to use Never Trump Guy Benson's column to prop up Neil Gorsuch? Okay, if you're going to say Guy Benson lacks credibility because he was a Never Trump guy, did you turn around and use his work where he lauded Trump's Supreme Court pick? Okay, I, I don't know the answer to that. You have to ask yourself that question. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NARN, hashtag N-A-R-N. One final segment coming up in mere moments on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere. AM 1280, The Patriot. Not available in all states. Hey, Tracy. Heard you started your own business. Yep, a Reese and Irvy's frozen yogurt vending franchise. It's the latest revolution in healthy frozen yogurt. My robots... Wait, your robots? Yep, my robots deliver seven flavors of delicious and healthy frozen yogurt to customers in high-traffic locations. And Reese and Irvy's provides everything we need to succeed. And the robots do the work. They work, so I don't have to. How can I get my own robots? Simply go to froyofranchising.com, enter promo code 2222, and submit your information. That's froyofranchising.com, promo code 2222. Message and data rates may apply. Hi. I'm Frank Thomas. When I was playing ball, they called me the Big Hurt. But after I left the game, Mother Nature started putting a big hurt on me. I just couldn't stay in shape like I used to. Turns out, it wasn't my fault. Once you hit 40, your body has less free testosterone, and that can make it harder to get into shape. But luckily, I found out about Nugenics. 
Nugenics is a unique man-boosting formula powered by Testofen, a patented key ingredient clinically researched to help boost your free testosterone levels. Get a complimentary bottle now by texting I'm one to 321321. With Nugenics, you can feel stronger, leaner, with a lot more stamina and energy. And guys, she'll like the difference too. Nugenics is GNC's number one selling men's vitality product. Get a complimentary bottle now by texting PRIME11 to 321321. Nugenics samples are not available in stores. So again, text PRIME11 to 321321. The following is not an actor, but a real-life story from Trinity Debt Management. My husband and I wanted to buy a new car, and we don't have very good credit ratings, so the bank recommended Trinity, so we called them. And the people were very nice. They told us the best solution for our problems. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976 to talk to a certified counselor. Trinity consolidated our bills, got us a lower interest rate, and a much better monthly payment. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy to manage monthly payment put a stop to late fees and over limit charges reduce your interest and possibly improve your credit score you'll save thousands we feel much better now things are going pretty well and since we've been with trinity our credit rating has really improved if your debt has you down call trinity at 1-800-990-6976 my name is ann and we're debt free for keeps 1-800-990-6976 I started my adventure in the Air Force Reserve as a payload system operator. A flight medic in the Air Force Reserve. I'm a pilot for the Air Force Thunderbirds demonstration team. We do a lot in a little bit of time, and we have to do it very efficiently. It's a very exciting career. The Reserve gave me the opportunity to learn something totally different from what I did. The training in the Air Force Reserve is second to none. The most exciting thing in the Air Force Reserve is to be able to travel. It gave me the opportunity to go to college. That was definitely a bonus. And the Air Force Reserve gave me all those opportunities, and then even more. Start your adventure in the Air Force Reserve. Hey, welcome back, AM twelve eighty, the Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. One final segment on the broadcast. We like to call the closer. That's me, Brad Carlson, closing out this weekend's edition of Northern Alliance Radio Network programming. Hey, be sure to listen to King Banyan every Saturday from nine to eleven a.m. on our sister station, AM fourteen forty. It is the King Banyan Show. And my friend and colleague, Mitch Berg, on these very airwaves, AM 1280 The Patriot, he's heard every Saturday from 1 to 3 p.m. He is the headliner edition of the Northern Alliance. I am the closer, heard every Sunday, 2 to 3 p.m. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. want to get to one uh, final uh, op-ed piece. It was uh, John Gabriel, who is uh, works at ricochet.com. And he's great on Twitter, too. If you want a great follow on Twitter, xjohn is his Twitter handle. That's E-X-J-O-N, xjohn. And he put together an op-ed. I only have a few minutes to kind of develop this. But uh, the name of the op-ed is, If Uncle Sam Stopped Fixing Things, We'd Be Better Off. And my God, I couldn't agree more. Because the one thing that always, well, there were many things that irked me about the Obama administration, of course. But one of the things was when he would be so condescending. He says, well, you know, if Congress would get to work and uh, get the work done, uh, you know, we could move on here. And the idea that, the only way that Congress can be productive or functional or looked at as a successful Congress is if they pass legislation to increase the size and scope of government or to pass some sort of bill that spends more money. That's the kind of the progressive insinuation. That's the only way that Congress can be successful. So when leftists throw around the mantra, do nothing Congress, I look at that as a compliment, to be honest with you, because that means they're doing... They, they, if they're not doing anything, it means less likelihood that they're going to pass some sort of legislation that interferes in my uh, pursuit of happiness, right? And I'll, I'll throw out some examples from this op-ed piece that John Gabriel wrote. Uh, three ways government made things worse. But too often when government decides to do something, it makes the situation worse. A few examples how government has made things worse. Do something about poverty. The war on poverty poor into generations of dependency. Do something about education. Creating the Department of Education vastly increased spending without improving student performance. Do something about health care. Obamacare caused many Americans' costs to skyrocket while doctors and insurance companies fled the exchanges. Uh, I would also add that progressives look at Congress and passing legislation 
merely as symbolic gestures. Well, look at this. Look at this. Uh, in response to this particular incident, we passed this particular legislation. and inevitably ends up blowing up in their face, like these three examples that John Gabriel laid out. I'll, I'll, come, at, I'll come at you with another one. Uh, if you've watched ESPN and the 30 for 30 documentaries, which are terrific, by the way, this past weekend they replayed the one about uh, Len Bias. If you remember Len Bias, uh, the University of Maryland basketball star, was drafted number two overall in the NBA draft by the world champion Boston Celtics, and two days later he died from a cocaine overdose. And 1986 was an election year for members of Congress, and they wanted a pe- something to run on to uh, increase their electoral chances. So what do they do? They push a bunch of anti-drug legislation. That's where really the war on drugs, uh, one of the areas you could look at as as a point where they really got hepped up, where they said uh, five grams of crack cocaine should trigger a mandatory five-year prison sentence and inevitably it and then they and then there were then repeat offenders for possession of marijuana and there are inmates today serving unconscionable sentences because of these quote-unquote reforms and it's overwhelmed the prison system okay and it gives them no opportunity for any kind of rehabilitation because they're serving life sentences. So they never get to get out and have an opportunity to be rehabilitated, you know, after their prison stay and, and then live a productive life. You know, that's one area. Or anytime there's a mass shooting, Congress comes out and says we need to pass some sort of legislation that would have done nothing to prevent the mass shooting in question. But the typical response is, well, we just need to do something. Classic symbolism over substance. And that is what has gotten in us into the most trouble. Do something about poverty. Do something about education. Do something about health care. Every time the government, particularly Congress, has tried to do something about these particular issues, it's ended up costing us a boatload of money and has done nothing to alleviate the problem. So, again, go check it out, azcentral.com. Just do a search for John Gabriel and find his uh, terrific piece, again, called If Uncle Sam Stopped Fixing Things, We'd Be Better Off. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, I've enjoyed it. As always, thanks for tuning in. AM 1280, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. Godspeed, my friends. Have yourselves a blessed week. Closing time. Open all the doors and let you out into the world. Closing time. Turn all of The clock is ticking. Every day you put off buying life insurance can cost you big time. The older you get, the more you'll have to pay. And a sudden accident or unexpected illness could cause your rates to skyrocket or even make you uninsurable. Beat the clock. Call Select Quote now. No hassle, no obligation. In minutes, you'll have a choice of your best rates from up to 10 highly rated life insurance companies. Richard, 40 years old, takes meds to control his cholesterol. Still, SelectQuote got him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $24 a month, under a dollar a day. Don't risk your family's security another minute. Get your free quote now. Just call 800-305-8080. That's 800-305-8080. 800-305-8080. Or go to SelectQuote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at slugquote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. Are you tired of seeing political correctness run rampant across our nation's college campuses? Of speakers being protested and professors fired for exercising their First Amendment right? Then join Dennis Prager and Adam Carolla in the fight to protect free speech. Visit nosafespaces.com to learn more. When smart businesses need to grow their team, they do it on the site proven to deliver, Indeed.com. According to an independent study, Indeed delivers five times more hires than any other job site, more hires than the rest combined. And right now we're giving new users a $50 credit to post a sponsored job, boosting your listing in relevant search results. Claim your $50 credit at Indeed.com slash credit. Indeed, the world's number one job site. Terms, conditions, and quality standards apply. Message and data rates may apply. Hi, I'm Frank Thomas. When I was playing ball, they called me the Big Hurt. But after I left the game, Mother Nature started putting a Big Hurt on me. I just couldn't stay in shape like I used to. Turns out, it wasn't my fault. Once you hit 40, your body has less free testosterone, and that can make it harder to get into shape. But luckily, I found out about Nugenics. 
Nugenics is a unique man-boosting formula powered by Testofen, a patented key ingredient clinically researched to help boost your free testosterone levels. Get a complimentary bottle now by texting PRIME11 to 321-321. With Nugenics, you can feel stronger, leaner, with a lot more stamina and energy. And guys, she'll like the difference too. Nugenics is GNC's number one selling men's vitality product. Get a complimentary bottle now by texting PRIME11 to 321-321. Nugenics samples are not available in stores. So again, text PRIME11 to 321-321. Benjamin Franklin Plumbing is celebrating seniors and their contribution to our community. Benjamin Franklin, the punctual plumber, is offering all seniors 20% off their plumbing services every Wednesday. Call Ben Franklin, the punctual plumber, 877-BEN-1776. From the Nepsis Capital Management Studios, this is AM 1280, The Patriot, WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul, Intelligent Radio. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 